0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. I'm preaching about peace in the storm, peace in any storm actually. It looks very still, doesn't it? That screen. What so happens when Jesus comes? He calms the storm. When our um, <clears throat> our daughter Emma turned twenty-one, we had her twenty-first at our house, and we were having a great party until the storm hit. It was literally a storm, and it was unfortunately in the part of the party where, you know, you're showing. We've got the beautiful music and we we're showing all the photos of Emma as a baby all the way through to when she was 21. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> and it all, it all went to pieces when the water started seeping into the, in the uh, doggy door <laughs> of the room where the TV was. And so the guys were out there with the buckets and the raincoats. I don't know why people wear raincoats when it's that type of a storm because seriously, you get as wet with it or without it. You might as well just embrace the rain, I feel. And they had the buckets and they were throwing the water out. And as the water was coming, they were throwing it out because we wanted we of course we wanted to stop it from getting into the actual house. We we had towels, we had everything we could. Didn't help, but it was an almighty storm. A huge storm. We obviously needed some work done on the outside of our house, to, and which we've done. You'll be happy to know. We don't have floods anymore. Is anyone happy for us? Good. I'm happy for us. You don't have to experience a physical storm to be in a storm. We all at some times in our lives experience storms, relationship storms, financial storms, health storms. Career storms, emotional storms. Storms can rage on in our minds and our hearts. And what they do is they take joy from our life and they take peace from our life. You may find yourself in a storm today. One thing that I know about storms is they can blow up unexpectedly. You'll be living your life and all of a sudden, there's the storm. I had an unexpected storm like that. Um, when my brother called me at 4.30am one morning. Who knows when your brother calls you at 4.30am that it's not going to be good news. (laughs) Well, unless they're having a baby, but I think he'd wait for that. But he called me and he said, Mel, you need to get over to mum and dad's. Dad's just died. That was an unexpected storm because our father was not overly sick He wasn't 100% well. He wasn't that old. We were expecting him to live for a long time, more. That was an unexpected storm. He went to bed one night. He didn't wake up. That is a good way to die. Thank you, Jesus. The thing we need to remember, though, no matter what storm we face, is that we have peace. We have access to peace during any storm. John 14 says, this is Jesus speaking, he says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Peace of mind and heart. We need both. We need peace in our mind and in our heart. And the peace that he gives is is not a peace that the world can give you. And he wants everyone to know it's okay, don't be troubled, don't be afraid. I have a gift for you and it's my peace. No matter what situation you're facing, God has peace. Jesus has peace. Jesus has peace for us that can still the raging winds and the raging waters, no matter what storm. I'm going to talk to you about a storm that we see in the Bible. It's from Mark 4 and it says this, late one day. He said to them, let's go across to the other side. They took him in the boat as he was. Other boats came along. A huge storm came up. Waves poured into the boat, threatening to sink it. And Jesus was in the stern, head on a pillow, sleeping. They aroused him, saying, teacher, is it nothing to you that we're going to drown? Jesus was awake now, and he told the wind to pipe down. He said to the sea, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth as glass, just like our, scripture, our screen today. Jesus reprimanded the disciples. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? They were in absolute awe, staggered. Who is this anyway, they asked. Wind and sea at his beck and call. Jesus decides after a, a long day of teaching the many people who were always following him. Jesus had a crowd following him wherever he went. He decided that he and his disciples needed to go to the other side of the lake. So they jumped in the boat and and some of Jesus' disciples were fishermen so they knew water, they knew sailing, they knew how to read the conditions. And I, I think we can assume right now that the sea was calm when they set out. Those fishermen would have known Oh, we can't go in the boat now, Jesus. It's pretty wild out there. No, so they set out. But things can change quickly on the water. Winds can can start to blow up. You can get a phone call. Mel, you need to get to mum and dad's now. Things can change. Unexpected things can happen. And before you know it, you can find yourself in the middle of a storm. Things can change quickly in life too. The unexpected can happen. You can lose your job. You can get a call from the doctor you can get a call from your brother and you can find yourself overwhelmed. Storms come, storms come into our lives and quite often, just like the disciples experienced, we can experience an unexpected storm that threatens our peace. The Bible says waves pounded into the boat, threatening to sink it. Have you felt like that? I've never been in a boat when it's been on the verge of sinking. Just the thought of it gives me chills. Imagine, imagine for a moment, the winds are blowing. Has anyone seen the movie The Perfect Storm? Yeah, that blew me away. That scared the heck out of me. (laughs) It was full on. The waves, the wind, the water's coming from every direction. It's like a a storm in Sydney. If you've been in the rain in Sydney, wow. It's every direction possible. Or Melbourne, Melbourne. Melbourne could be worse, I don't know. You're trying to get rid of the water. You're bailing it out as fast as it's going out. You're getting it out, it's coming back in. You can't see, you're wet, you're cold, it's dark. That would be how the disciples were feeling right now. That was their experience right now. And I have not been in a boat when it's been on the verge of sinking, but I've been in plenty of situations in life where I felt like I was on the verge of sinking. I couldn't tell up from down, light from dark. My mind was battered. My mind was full of doubts. It was full of, it was full of fears. I was feeling overwhelmed and I was feeling angry and I was raging at the storm that was raging against me. You may feel like that at times in life. Outrage that that child of yours has experienced something they should never be dealing with outraged that that person is saying those things that they are saying outraged that that through no fault of my own i am in this situation that i am in outraged that it doesn't seem like anything i'm doing is fixing this storm and the bible says and jesus was in the stern head on a pillow sleeping Jesus was in the back of the boat, head on a pillow, taking a nap. You know, I don't think there is much that is more peaceful than sleeping. True? Who loves a good nap? Oh, thank you. I am a nana now, so I am allowed to have a nana nap. A nap is a great thing. It had been a long day. Jesus, he was catching up on some much needed rest he wasn't a sailor they didn't need him so he was asleep despite the storm you know and sometimes i think that during our storm or our turmoil or or when the winds are raging and the darkness is threatening to take us out we can think that god is asleep in our storm And that he is unmoved. And that he doesn't even care. And he, well, because he's not doing anything. Why isn't he doing anything? He's unmoved, he's uninterested in what's happening to me. If he knew what was going on, surely he wouldn't be sleeping. As you try for what feels like the hundredth time to talk sense into that loved one who won't listen to you. As you go back and pray again, God. I'm praying again, God. I'm here again, God, about the same issue, God. Can you hear me, Lord? As you fight your way through the storm and you feel like you're alone. The Bible says they roused him saying, teacher. Is it nothing to you that we're going down? Other versions say, teacher, don't you care? Don't you care that we're going to drown? Wake up, God. Don't you notice that we're in the storm here? Hello, God. Are you listening? God, why aren't you doing anything? And all we can think about is his lack of moving on our behalf. And we can think that his lack of moving on our behalf means a lack of love and concern for us on his behalf. We join the dots that we shouldn't join. They don't go that way. That's not the right picture. You're painting the wrong picture if you believe that. And sometimes the storms we face, we have a reprieve, but then it comes back again it's not over. It's not really done with. The winds come up again, the, the rains start back at the boat again, and it keeps coming back. And in the Bible, there's, in the Old Testament, there's a prophet, and his name is Jeremiah. And he was in his own storm, and, and he talked to God about it. And I think the dialogue between Jeremiah and God can help us here. Jeremiah's in this storm, and, and he talks to God during his storm, and this is what he says to God. He says, but why? Why this chronic pain that I'm feeling? This ever-worsening wound and no healing in sight? Have you ever felt like that? It gets worse. You're nothing, God, but a mirage, a lovely oasis in the distance, and then Nothing other versions say this my wound is incurable refusing to be healed because we can feel like that at times when the storm just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming this thing is refusing to change it's not stopping it's not over you're nothing but a mirage God I see you and you look so good and you promised so much. And I think, I think you're going to do something and then nothing. Still nothing from you. You're asleep in my storm. And I think I'm going to drown. And you said, you said, let's go over to the other side. And I'm actually doing this in, in obedience to you. And look where it's gotten me. Look where it's gotten me. And God, he answers Jeremiah. In the next verse, he says, Therefore says the Lord to Jeremiah, If you repent and give up this mistaken attitude of despair and self-pity, then I will restore you to a state of inner peace so that you may stand before me. They said to Jesus who was sleeping in the boat during their storm, "Don't you care that we are perishing, that we are going down?" And I believe this scripture from Jeremiah can apply during our storms because you know what sometimes during our storm we can pick up some things. We can carry some things that we shouldn't be carrying. We can pick up some some attitudes that we shouldn't be having. And God came back to Jeremiah who said, this is not working, God. You're not doing anything, God. And he said, well, Jeremiah, if you would repent of some of those attitudes that you've picked up in your storm, if you'd repent of those, which means basically to change your mind, which means to change your direction. If you change your mind and get rid of this wrong attitude that you were carrying of self-pity and despair, Self-pity, I get it, because I do it, <laughs> but you know what, that, that's, that's the life of a victim, self-pity, and we're never a victim. The world does not leave and need any more victims, and you know what, you're never a victim, you are a victor. If you repent of self-pity and, and despair, do you know what despair is? Despair means hopelessness if you would get rid of this idea that, that there is no hope ahead for you, if you would get rid of this idea, this wrong attitude that you are carrying with you, that there is no hope in your future, if you would do that, because God is the God of hope. He, he, he says that hope is an anchor for our soul. And our soul cannot be anchored without the hope that he gives. And I tell you what, there is always hope with the God of hope. He said to Jeremiah, if you will give up those things, if you repent of those things, then I will restore you to a state of inner peace. I will bring peace into your storm. See, because peace is not the absence of something. It's the presence of someone. And that someone is Jesus. The disciples had Jesus with them in the storm. They had nothing to fear because Jesus was there. If you will do that, you will do what I have. If you will give up those things, then you will be who I've called you to be. And then he said, and if you separate the precious from the worthless... Do you know what life is all about? Life is all about separating the precious from the worthless. In here, in our mind, because that's where life is actually lived out. That's where life is fought, and that's where the battle is won. If you will separate the precious from the worthless, examining yourself, and cleansing your heart from unwarranted, unwarranted doubt concerning my faithfulness. Precious from the worthless. Examining yourself and cleansing your heart from unwarranted doubt concerning my faithfulness. And that's what we fight during any storm. Doubt about God's faithfulness. Doubt about if he's going to come through. Jesus, don't you care that we are going to drown? God, don't you care that I'm going through this thing? He is faithful. Our God is faithful. He is not faithless. He is faithful. The disciples were questioning his faithfulness. And it's natural. And they're humans just like us. I've questioned his faithfulness. Are you really there with me, God? When our youngest was in in the 18-week ultrasound, when I had the ultrasound and they said that Zach had spina bifida, there was a journey that we went through. And I questioned God's faithfulness to me through that process. And at the end of that process, I came out the other side and a a guy came to pray, coming to our church, and he prayed for me. And he said, Mel, I just have one thing to say to you that I believe God wants to say to you. And he just said these words about 20 times because I believe that God had left me just like we can during a storm. And he said this, God wants to say this, I was with you, I was with you. I was with you, I was with you, I was with you, I was with you, I was with you. He said it, he said it literally, <laughs> he just kept saying it. I want to say to you today, in your storm, God is with you. He has not left you, he will never leave you. You need to separate the precious from the worthless. Don't, don't you think that God has gone, he has not gone anywhere. He is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you. There are some people in this room and you have judged God and you have found him wanting. You have said that he, God, you let me down. You need to examine the precious from the worthless. He is faithful and he will never, ever leave you. Never leave you. If we can get the band up. what is your response to Jesus during the storm? What is your response to Jesus if you're in a storm today? Have you picked up attitudes that you need to let go? Have you lost hope? Have you given in to despair? Have you got A a, a victim mentality into your head? Have you judged God and found Him wanting in your storm? I want to encourage you this morning. Jesus spoke. The winds died away. In fact, they lost the breath, came out of them. All the breath came out of those winds he said peace be still he's saying peace be still over your life right now thanks for listening to find out more about our church find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au we hope to see you in church again this weekend